Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. Our bit today comes from John 6, verse 35, which says, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. It's that beautiful day of the Lord again, friends. Sunday, and all God's children shouted aloud, proud and grateful, Glory, hallelujah! All thanks, praise and honor be unto our wonderful Heavenly Father who created us in His marvelous image and blesses us with all we need to see life through here on earth. We love you and bless your holy name on this your day, as we gather to worship you, either physically in your sanctuary or by technological means. There's no distance in prayer nor worship, so it doesn't matter whether we are together or far away. Our prayers and worship still come as one to your waiting ears and excited, expectant heart. That's because we know your great love for us and your desire for us to only be blessed and not cursed, as you told Moses way back when. Oh, that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. And that's taken from Deuteronomy 5.29. Yes, Lord, we know that the cockles of your heart are warmed when we live the way you desire of us. That's why today we come to you. We come to give you an airful of praise and worship. So please listen up, Lord, and accept our thanks and praise, which sincerely come from the depths of our hearts. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And our opening song of praise is one we know so well and sincerely love. It was written in the 18th century by that old rapscallion and slave trader turned slave abolitionist by God's mighty hand. We're talking about John Newton, who was around between 1725 and 1807. He was also the writer of that other masterpiece, Amazing Grace. Today, though, we'll raise our voices in sacrificial praise to how sweet the name of Jesus' songs, another of Newton's beautiful hymns. And that's God's mysterious working, where he takes pleasure in turning notorious sinners into amazing saints, into amazing saints. And for that, you can also think of Brother Paul. So, in soulful harmony, in an up-tempo rhythm because it's a song that conveys joy. Let's sing. How sweet the name of Jesus songs in a believer's ear. It soothes our sorrows, heals our wounds, and drives away our fear. It makes the wounded spirit whole and calms the troubled breast. Tis manner to the hungry soul and to the weary rest. Their name, the rock on which I build, 
my shield and hiding place, my never-failing treasury, filled with boundless stores of grace. O Jesus, shepherd, guardian, friend, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my life, my way, my end, accept the praise I bring. How weak the effort of my heart, how cold my warmest thought. But when I see you as you are, I'll praise you as I ought. Till then, I would your love proclaim with every fleeting breath. And may the music of your name refresh my soul in death. Yes, Lord, may the music of your name refresh my soul in death. <laughs> Our friends, that was wonderful because it was indeed sincere. And the name of Jesus songs ever so sweet to our ears, as he is our everything. As the song says, he's our shepherd, guardian, friend, prophet, priest, and king. My Lord, my life, my way, my end. The only thing that's probably left out is brother. And some versions do sing brother instead of guardian. So when we say he's indeed our everything, it's certainly no lie. And though the song is fairly short, it is chock full of biblical references. So let's check out a few now. We'll begin with Peter's confident words to the high priest. This is the stone which was set at naught or rejected by you builders, which has become the head of the corner. That's the chief's cornerstone. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's taken from Acts 4, verses 11 to 12. Wow, friends, under those circumstances, what sweeter name can there be to us believers? Eh? None whatsoever. And when the hymn talks about manna to the hungry soul, it refers to the Lord providing manna for the children of Israel in the wilderness in Exodus 16. But when the people brought their arguments to Jesus about Moses giving their ancestors bread from heaven to eat, he calmly disputed them by saying, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father gave it you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life to the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And all of that is taken from John 6, verses 31 to 35. Army people, Jesus is indeed manna to our hungry souls. For when we believe in him, we neither hunger nor thirst spiritually. And we know what Psalm 147.3 says. <laughs> it says, He healed the broken in heart and binded up their wounds or sorrows. Now, it's also obvious that talking about giving rest to the weary 
refers to Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus declares his great invitation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And when we're talking about building on the rock, that's Jesus. Nobody says it better than Brother David in Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler or shield, and the horn or strength of my salvation, and my high tower or fortress. And that comes from Psalm 18, verse 3. So friends, you can't get any more faith and trust than that. Now, what about Jesus being our priest there? Listen to the author of Hebrews. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or confession of faith. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched or sympathized with the feeling of our infirmities, that's our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly or confidently unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that's taken from Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. What a wonderful person is our Jesus, my people. He can sympathize with all our problems, yet be without sin. No, that's an exceedingly good thing. Otherwise, he would not be able to redeem us. And we'll do one last script here. That's where Jesus considered us, considers us friends. He clearly says to the disciples, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. And that comes from John 15, verses 13 to 15. And there are lots more scriptures that we can pluck from the skillfully created masterpiece of John Newton. I would suggest some valuable homework, friends, that you look through the song yourself and see what other scripture references you can find. Now, that ought to be an interesting task for a quiet su Sunday afternoon. Much love. And the postscript for today says, there's no greater or sweeter sounding name in all the world than that of Jesus. And that's a fact, friends. When you just call out Jesus, it, it, it does something in your soul. It lifts your soul and spirit because it's so powerful and strong. So please, let's get a move on. Let's start loving Jesus and living for him the way we ought to so that we could do something, make a difference in this evil and ungodly world.
And we pray all of that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.